Yes, it's me, Mike Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. It's the fastest, it's the friendliest, and it's for all the family. The Gas Shocks 116 Trophy and 120 Coupe Cup are the fastest growing race series in the UK, taking in six one-hour races and eight sprints at all the top circuits. Visit 116trophy.com to find out more and get yourself behind the wheel. From a pot of tea to TT motorbikes. From a classic English breakfast to a full serving of classic cars. Bridge House Tea Rooms is the Northwest Premier Classic Car Meeting location for cars, bikes, tractors, and owners clubs. So no matter what your automotive appetite might be, visit Bridge House Farm Tea Rooms on their Facebook page or call John and Alicia on 07980-444-221 for show details and to reserve your own table and parking space. I'm joined on today's backseat driver by a man who is a computer guy an author, a website designer who has designed his own website for racing drivers. He is an on-off racing driver. He is a owner of various cars and just an all-round good guy. So I'd like to introduce to the show Peter Tatisol from UKCircuits.net. Peter, welcome to the Backseat Driver. Hello, I thought you were talking about somebody else for a moment. <laughs> Where does all this come from? Where did the passion for racing and classic cars come from? I've basically, from as a child, my first toys were cars. First word was car, it wasn't mum, it was car. <laughs> yeah, um, I've always loved my How about cars. that impress your parents? Oh, my, my mum was proud of it. <laughs> um, motor racing wise, I've, I think 1976 got me into F1 and I've loved F1 ever since. Where did, uh, where, where did you go? Were you taking somewhere? No, it's just the battle between James Hunt and Nicky Lauda, yeah. which has been since been immortalised in the uh, shunt. Yeah. Um, was it shunt? Is that I the don't name? know, there is the film. The, the, the film, yes. And the, I conclude all this was watching telly. Of course, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to the radio. Uh, yeah, J- James Hunt was the... Uh, um, the Briton who has been um, been uh, attacked by the uh, the, the Europeans, <laughs> so, but and of course he was personified by before he drove for McLaren and became world champion, driving for Hesketh. Oh yes, and I mean he personified the Playboy and Hesketh Racing personified oh, what yes. you call the Playboy lifestyle. I mean, they got up to all sorts, didn't they? He did things that I could never, ever have done, even when I, even once I became adult and... Uh, well, he did things most folk wouldn't dare to do. Exactly, yes. Um, I remember, just to, di- just to digress a moment, his son Freddie came on the show as a guest and before we went on air, I had to say, when we talk about your dad, can you just tone it down just a little bit? <laughs> Well, that's what the film did about Nicolauda's injuries. Yeah. The films always exaggerate, but this particular one, as, horrif- as horrifying as the uh, as his uh, recovery was shown to be, 
it was no, it wasn't a patch mm. on what he actually had to. And of course, no doubt somebody will complain about this, but there was always the famous phrase from James Hunt about to louder, "You're the only man to come away with horrific burns and actually end up better looking." I remember that. <laughs> yes, yes. In, in, I don't know if you've read any of Nick Lauder's books, but well, I mean, John Saltonstall, uh, Lauder's biographer, has yeah. been on the show. Yeah, Lauder himself wrote quite a few books. Yeah. One of the first books I read was uh, Nick Lauder and the Grand Prix Gladiators. And I, I was about 16 when I was reading that. I was, uh, I was not ready for that sort of language. <laughs> but it, 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 it fueled the passion even more. Um, I wasn't a Lauder fan until he withdrew from the Japanese Grand Prix because of, because of the visibility. Yeah. And that, even as a 13-year-old, I could not believe he, he could do that, and I, and I just, I just felt he was uh, he, he moved up in, the, in in his hero status to, yeah. to to have the guts to do that. Yeah, uh, I just thought that was wonderful. I mean, if you ever watched the replays of that race, I mean, it was oh, yes. absolutely oh, yes, unbelievable. Oh, was yes. that? So, when did you? For, what what made you move from being a fan to? actually getting behind the wheel because the one car you race money yes it's the favorite thing the one car you race is the famous Caterham 7 oh, yes yeah I was 35 nine, 1997 I went to the I was living in uh, I, I was born and bred in Burnley yeah but I uh, in eight, 1984 I moved down to work in uh, Rochester yeah and I only moved back to Burnley in 2008 because yeah. my mum I wanted to be closer to my mum she's getting more and more poorly yeah so you know you know how things are there um, when I in 1997 uh, I went to the um, uh, classic car, sh international car, sh uh, yeah, car the NEC. No, uh, at the um, Chatham Dockyards. All oh, right. And I told my friend to uh, um, it stop me from doing anything stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I got onto uh, Caterham stand there. I thought, well, I obviously can't afford one of these, so I talked to them. Uh, and it turned out I could afford one, hmm. so I then went. And your mate didn't stand, step in, and say, "Give no. up, behave." <laughs> he, he then came to Caterham with me to uh, make sure I behaved when I took the car for a test drive, and he didn't. He didn't then either. So uh, thanks. Did he go with you? Um, not in the car itself, but all right. <laughs> there was a, it's only two seats over there. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and I sort of there and then I uh, bought the Caterham scholarship car yeah uh, so basically in them days it was called the Skazman scholarship is now the academy yeah um, and they for ten and a quarter thousand pounds it was then uh, you get a Caterham 7 in kit form uh, and uh, you get a book of instructions yeah <laughs> yeah all right. uh, I, I tried and failed to build it but there you go um, but it also came with instructions uh, sorry with um, they got your race license for you, so you had to go and get your race license yeah. and uh, the exam, and and, uh, uh, and then a, a full season of, of racing. This is when I I always knew I had a poor sense of direction. Uh, On more circuits you go clockwise. Uh, yeah, but the problem is not all of them. If you if you find them all coming towards you, you go it wrong way. Uh, I've never done that, <laughs> although I, I was accused of taking the wrong turn out because everybody know, knows how bad my sense of direction is I, want, I was I couldn't remember which way was coming out of the um, assembly area I, I was the first and I couldn't remember which way so yeah. I steered left expecting to go right yeah and uh, 
and and that was spotted and it was turned it was soon turned into the fact that uh, so basically I was looking I was just I'm, I'm doing things visibly uh, visibly yeah. here sorry about that um, I, I was looking I was leaning forward and looking and saying I don't think I'm turning left here and I but I stayed that way slightly yeah that, no no I'm, I'm definitely right I'm going right um, and uh, yeah, the other drivers decided to uh, turn that into a full-blooded. He went into so <laughs> but that that is that is I think basically their acknowledgement of how bad my sense of direction is. Yeah, uh, I um, on the first test day at Pembury, uh, we did a test. It, it was an open pit lane for people who aren't who aren't uh, familiar. There's two types of test session that you can have. One, an open pit lane means you can you can go out and come back as you like. Yeah. Whereas normally you go out for a 20 minute session, and if you're late, then you you lose out your time. Yeah. And you can maybe it's a 30 minute session, and you get that twice in the morning, twice in the afternoon. An all an open pit lane means you can come and go as you like. Yeah. And I, and I did that, and one side and there's only a few corners there's even there was only a few corners at, at Pembury I, yeah. I can't count them at the moment but 10 corners yeah but when I after lunch I came out of this uh, on the circuit again I didn't have a clue where I was going <laughs> but I'm serious should I'm, they let you out in a race guy uh, probably not <laughs> but the, the the funny thing is though that I, I've got a reputation for being a wild a bit of a wild driver so yeah. especially so I'm not afraid of getting the car sideways yeah if i do get it sideways it's accidental yeah but um i can catch it yeah no problem whatsoever i'm completely confident in that uh but when it's chucking it down and bearing in mind my poor sense of direction yeah i absolutely adore racing in the rain yeah and with the with our the classic that we drove they've got a windscreen yeah. useless windscreen wipers you've got a, you've got a helmet on which the rain's not being blown off because the windscreen stops it. Yeah. The rain is also getting on the inside of the There are times when you literally cannot see. Yeah. So bearing in mind what all I've just said, hmm. I'm very, very good in the wet. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I absolutely adore, I'm going to be come across weird here, hmm. but I adore driving in conditions so bad that li you literally can't see yeah i've driven the sort of conditions that nicky louder will retire from yes <laughs> uh, uh, once at um, um once at silverstone coming out to the start finish straight i just drove straight onto the grass i thought oh track must be that mm. way so literally yeah conditions were that bad uh, i once drove i think I completed a lap at snetterton before realizing my visor was steamed up yeah so but yeah, if I know where I'm going, if I can see clearly, yeah. Well, well, well I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about the caterums? Why a catering? Well, two things. I mean, it's the, it's it was it was the continuation of the famous Lotus Super Seven that Colin Chapman yeah, well, he, designed and built. Yeah, c c Colin uh, Chapman went into the better things. Yeah, c catering cars were one of the dealers. And is it seventy two that they bought the uh, they bought the rights, uh, they to, bought the rights to the the seven and they did that because it, with the case of seven going out of, sorry with the Lotus seven going out of production they had nothing to sell yeah so they bought the rights to make it and they it became the uh, case from seven and then they made some manual updates 
for the Caterham I mean, they've been going for years, haven't they, Caterham South? They've probably been going longer than they were as the car was as a Lotus. Definitely. And of course, you have the spin offs as such, you might call this the Westfields, and a lot of the kit cars are based on Lotus 7s, but there is only really one Caterham 7, isn't it? Yeah, the thing about the Caterham is it's it's a much. Colin Chapman's ethos which was flawed yeah um, but his ethos in my opinion was flawed um, it was his ethos was lightness comes yeah. first and the only reason I say it's flawed is because his he had a, the uh, opinion that if a car fell to pieces as it crossed the start finish line that was perfection but the problem is his cars often fell to pieces before before <laughs> so so that was the flaw yeah um, but aside from that everything else about it was pure genius and it's simplicity in itself lighter it is the less weight you've got to carry around and every time you turn the steering wheel that weight wants to go in it won't it's like it's like swinging uh, a chestnut on a string if you cut the string it goes off in a straight line yeah and that's when you turn when you start turning the steering wheel every single ounce of that car wants to continue going into a straight line yeah and this the only thing that stops it is the tire or the, the tire is gripping and sending it in the direction yeah. you want? So the less weight there is, the easier tire, the, the easier job the tires have got. Yeah. So the faster you, run, you can go around the corners. Yeah. And I have been at Donington Park with a passenger, and I, I don't know if it was a GT2 or GT3, but it was a it was a Porsche with a big uh, with a big wing on it. Yeah. And I passed him. He, he had a passenger as well. I passed him, and 20 minutes later, I lapped him. Yeah. And that Porsche driver was entertaining his passenger. Yeah. So, obviously, I'd have been a, a more, I'd have, I'd have had more experience as a racing driver, where I was just yeah. been turning up for track days. So that that will have helped. Uh, but the weight of the Caterham versus the weight of the Porsche yeah. will have helped immensely. So, so I mean, the, apart from the fact that the Caterhams they put some of the fast bike engines and there's all sorts of things in no. there. The better the better Caterhams, in my opinion, especially if you're going to use it as a road car, yeah, and the, yeah. or the ones with a small engine. Well, that's why I, I just said no, uh, and the reason why I said no is because my classic uh, had a 1600cc uh, Vauxhall. The uh, engine came out of a Cavalier, I think. Yeah. Um, it, it, it had um, a Ford Sierra XR3i, XR4i, sorry, um, gearbox. Yeah. And it had, at the time, thirty-five pound road tyres. Yeah. And they were, they were uh, mandated in the yeah. championship. Because I mean, one of the it, things Caterham have brought out, they brought the pure classic out, which is basically a steering wheel four skinny tires yeah. two seats and that's it and, a, and a, from what i can gather they brought it out in limited numbers it's sold out people still want the very basic caterums well the, the thing about the caterum classic which i raced is if you crash my car mm. you're going to do damage yeah and, and, and i've crashed i've had quite a few crashes i don't like to admit but, there you go. <laughs> but i've had quite a few crashes and you, you've, aside from the driver, don't worry about the driver. It's the mm. car that matters, mm. and you've got to fix it. Yeah. And the faster you're going, the more damage, and the you, more the more damage you'll do. So if you've got a bigger engine in there, yeah. you're not having any more fun. The thing is, my, my car, because of its crap suspension, its crap tyres, its crap everything, it goes like a rocket. It goes around the corners. My driving style, which is slightly sideways, if you if you there's a corner at Snet- um, Nelson and 
um, the, the, the chicken at the yeah. back, uh, but uh, no, I forgot what the corners are called now. Um, basically, I throw the, I, I used to throw the classic into it because there was a much, as much grip um, laterally as longitudinally. Or, yeah. So you, so I could, I could, every, the uh, the gentle people who uh, were breaking at the. Uh, 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 sh around the two marker board yeah. so ag again going into a corner you get uh, countdown markers three two one yeah so the the really fast guys would be breaking slightly after the one yeah I'd turn in I'd be I'd turn in at full, full speed stamp on the brakes get completely sideways get down drop drop a gear th on the throttle to just balance it out for, yeah. the, for, the, for the bottom of the kit and then just get on the and I just about squeeze by squeeze through the corner but but the the fact the fact that there was a turn at the bottom as yeah. well it, if, if it had been just going into the corner and then and then a straight out opposite it wouldn't work at all because when you're sliding you're losing you're losing the ability to accelerate yeah but because it was uh, it, it was a it's a sharp left right I was, I was barreling in at very high speed. I was getting, and I was, and and just the intermediate bit between the two corners. It was just a bit of a squirt to balance, and the yeah. back on the and back on the brakes, and and that, whilst it's a slow way, normally, I managed to uh, because I was going in so much faster, yeah. and I came out at the right speed. It, I, yeah, I was, I was. I always pulled away from people yeah. there, even when I had a down down on power car yeah. uh, or, or quicker cars behind me. I, I looked in my mirror and said, well, "That worked." <laughs> 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 but it's when it, obviously um, uh, it, I, I did have moments, but uh, yeah. but that, those were the corners that I really enjoyed. Yeah. So so yeah, and you can only do that in a car that allows you to put it sideways. Yeah. So rubbish tires. If you got if you got F1 tires, you try doing that, you're gonna lose. Well, it's not gonna slide for a start. Yeah, you just can't do it. But when you got rubbish tires, you can you can just have a work. <laughs> you can just enjoy yourself. It's, uh, yes, wonderful wonderful car. Yeah. Um, so the reason of uh, so I said two reasons for the um, for the case. One is it it's it, it's what was there so it, it, and it became an attractive option yeah and it was affordable but then the second reason as I, th I think I've got through to you is it's just so much fun to drive yeah when uh, when when you're at one with the car yeah when you feel confident with it and you when you're just comfortable and you, you know what you uh, it's just a fantastic feeling yeah um, and especially when you uh, when you when you're moving towards the grid and the other thing is I mean the Atwell I was saying they have a lot of heritage so there must be a great deal of pleasure driving a car that's got such tremendous heritage yeah well my car's now a classic apparently yeah. it's, um, I bought it in well it was on the road in 98 and I, I drove it on the road and yeah. I loved driving it on the road but um, I quite it's like being um, it, it's like having a massage on the road yeah because it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, very, it's so rough yeah but I love that. I, I do. I do enjoy driving the case room on the road. It's it's not on the road at the moment, but uh, uh, it will be uh, in the future. Um, it's that car is retired, unfortunately, uh, because the championship has moved on. Yeah. Uh, but um, I mean, there will be other categories you can race it in. Yeah. I, um, yeah. But the problem is, 
because it's a lower class car, yeah. I can race in other categories, but I'll be at the back of the grid. Right. So what's the point of that? Yeah. You race and you want to you want to be competitive. So I've raced. I um, a couple of years ago I raced this, um, the Sigmax. Yeah. Uh, which is with the Caton Graduates Club. Um, I raced the Sigmax with them, but I only managed um, funds wise. Uh, only managed a, f a few races. Yeah. I've decided. I uh, I was work. Excuse me, I'm a contractor, which is why I earn good money. But unfortunately, I or 35 people will may well be pricking up their ears at that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if you know what I or 35 is, you do not want to uh, be anywhere near it. Yeah. I was inside our 35 for 18 months, which means I was taking home 51% of my earnings, and I was having to pay out of my own pocket after tax business expenses. Yeah. So I'm now back in. Uh, I'm back. In, I'm now working another contract, which is outside our 35, and I, I've, I've got to concentrate on killing off the mortgage. At my age, I've got to grow up and see uh, yeah. and be sensible. So, would you race one of the newer Caterhams? Well, yeah. I I, I, I bought a uh, Sigmax uh, and uh, raced that, but I, as I say, I only managed a few years. Yeah. So the Sigmax is still not the most uh, most modern Caterham. It's a lot faster. Uh, and the problem with it, it's got a, um, a limited slip diff, diff on yeah. the back, and that is something that I'm not so keen on. I, I, because the problem with the limit, well, the good thing about limited slip is when you put your power on, yeah. it locks. Yeah. It, uh, and that gives you that gives you drive on both well, wheels. So you've got instant drive, really. Yeah. But my, I actually had a crash. Whilst driving carefully, yeah, um, <laughs> in a race, um, I was at uh, Cannell Park. Yeah, uh, I was racing really hard with uh, with, with a, one of the guys. I think we were in fighting for fourth place, yeah. and the top three were disappearing from us. I and he went off, and I slipped through, and I lapped, uh, the bottom of uh, um, um, I, I, my words fail me. Uh, a bottom of the hill. Um, he went wide, I slipped through, and then I went wide, and he slipped through. Thought, hold on, we've been silly here. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stick behind him, and allow him to. Yeah. Pull up to the cars in front, um, so that we can get back onto, and we can do yeah. what we wanna do and race for the lead. So coming through uh, Old Hall Corner, which is yeah. the last corner, I was braking nice and gently because all I had to do was basically just take my time going around the corner and then the slipstream would allow me to pull back up to him. So just breaking nice and gently, put, put on the power midway through the corner, not very lot, lot of power, and this is where my lack of knowledge about limited slips come into. The limited slip locked, yeah. started driving forward, so I just understeered straight off into the tire wall. Yeah. But, I'm driving slowly. <laughs> so, so that was it. So that it wasn't, it wasn't an expensive fix, but obviously that was my week weekend gone. But um, so yeah, I'd li I like I like a slightly more crude car. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the things you've done from your racing over the years, you've produced UKCircuits.net. Yes. Well, before that, I produced something many years ago. Um, I was at racing at Knockhill. And there's a corner that was then called Clenvarigal, yeah. but I think it's now called uh, named after uh, after the local car dealer. Uh, and basically, uh, I, it's a chicken uh, with a blind brow. Yeah. Have you driven at Knockhill? I've been there. I've never actually driven it. Yeah. Well, 
in our in our car there you, you had to break it um going into the corner you had to break into it and and gently come round yeah. the exit and then off you go so again my uh, my problem of mm. sense of direction i've been testing all morning came out in the afternoon uh, got to got to Glenvower. Oh yeah, it's flat here. Yeah. No, no, it's not. <laughs> so so flying off, uh, straight into the tire wall. Uh, land, landed a bit. Uh, hit the tire wall about six or eight foot in the air. Yeah. The car then landed on the ground. The, there was nothing wrong with the car whatsoever. Uh, so the, the so the next day I was able to qualify and race, but I was then on the Monday so this happened the crash happened on Friday on the Monday I was uh, I was working at Wharton and I was I was living in Chatham at the time and uh, they sent me home for acting in basically they said you're acting weird yeah so I was sent home so I then hooked up the the uh, the, uh, the uh, race car drove all the way back to uh, Chatham and the doctor said oh yeah you've got vertical concussion I had a fortnight off work so what I thought was um, what is needed there's a there's a race guy that you can buy which gives you all the corner details. Well, say I have got an old copy upstairs by Autosport and it gives you yes. a circuit layout that yeah. it gives you details of every corner yeah. and where to how to get there and where to stay and yeah. everything else. Uh, well, I, I with that I thought what is needed is interactive version. So I spent five years and wrote the software, yeah. and it, it, which became known, known as TrackTeach. Yeah. And I did guides of I've got about the circuits themselves weren't interested in it. I did Pembury, yeah. and after I'd done the Pembury guide, after being a midfield qualifier, I put it on pole position. Yeah. So yeah. it was a good piece of good piece of uh, software. But racing drivers don't like to be told how to drive, so that didn't work out um, but but coming moving forward now um, you've probably got the idea that I'm a bit disorganized mm, yes very disorganized um, one of my scrutineers he, he, he's known me since 98 and I was I was at Silverstone one year uh, a couple of years back I'm presenting my uh, underwear, uh, fireproof underwear, to the uh, to the to another scrutineer. Yeah. Said you're so well organised. I can't believe it. <laughs> and, I, and I said, uh, so I said to uh, Keith, you tell him why. I said the reason he's so well organised is because he'd forget everything otherwise. Yeah. So I've got to be organised. Being being as dippy as me, I'm, I, it helps that I'm honest enough to myself to admit how yeah. bad I am. But being as dippy as I am, I've got to be organised, and it moved on to to I, I created an information pack so so I could tick off everything and yeah. and everything that that I needed to take to the circuit, and then then I um, I created uh, I had a website called RacingPeter.com yeah. which is it's sort of still in existence, but I'm changing domains. Uh, I've changed service providers so. If you if you go and if you look for that at the moment, you won't find it because yeah. um, it's um, I haven't moved. I've moved the UK circuits .dotnet over, but not racing pizza. But on that, I had it was a um, um, just my uh, blogs, uh, just yeah. writing <clears throat> race reports, and then I started adding to it information that I would need because I, I had this information pack but what happens if you forget your information pack yeah so uh, oh I could put it on my website and then I can get it at any time yeah and it just that just expanded and expanded uh, to the point where I've transferred it to a, to a separate website called ukcircus.net and uh, 
and that in, and that now includes information for not just racing drivers for any visitor anyone who's going for any reason uh, it's it's for them so if you if you're going to spectate yep. um, you can where do you where's all the best spectators in fact where are all the spectating points and a good example there is Croft yeah I, I, when, when I go to race circuits now I find things that I never knew about. Yeah. So at Croft is actually you can actually go if you if you've been to a BCC race uh, to, to spectate you'll know. Uh, but um, I didn't know uh, the, there's viewing points inside the circuit. Yeah. There's a special crossing point where you've got to get permission by the clock of the course in between sessions. Of course, uh, they don't get a lot of popularity. Mm. Stand stand and stop the cars yeah. as they're racing back. Um, so. So the spectating guide will will give everything. I've got a Marshall Post guide, uh, f and the reason for that is, if you don't know where the Marshall Posts are, uh, you're not as likely to spot them when they're waving yellow flags. Yeah, I've missed yellow flags in the past, and it's embarrassing mm. and humiliating, and I don't like doing it. And I've been the victim of people passing me under yellow. Yeah. And that's not as bad, but I still don't like it. Yeah. Uh, especially when they get when they get away with it. But the yellow flags are being shown for a reason, and my my uh, Marsh Post guide, uh, I've got a map which shows where all the posts are. Yeah. And then uh, below that, I've got a uh, for each post, I show where it is on the, uh, a small map of that, uh, where it is on the uh, on the overall circuit, and four. Uh, most, uh, some of the, my, the of mine don't have photos yet, but um, I'm a one-man yeah. pers person, so they will all have photographs on them showing where the um, uh, f um, from the driver's eye view where the Marshall Post is. Yeah. And as you approach it, uh, I don't want to have too many photographs because that can be an overload of information. Yeah. So So I limit it to a maximum of four per post. Um, but basically, each one needs to be informative. So, or you, so when you look, pointing again, uh, when you look into the distance, uh, you, uh, I've got a little, um, um, uh, um, little box saying Marshall Post Three, yeah, uh, over the Marshall Post. So, you're, oh, okay, that's where it's going to be. So, I, I look in the distance and see it there. And as you uh, get closer to it, you might see something like a gantry, and the Marshall Post is just beyond there. Yeah. So, so you, so the photographs will make that clear. And there's also text to, yeah. to, to walk through it as well. Um, then there's a paddock guide, and that paddock guide uh, gives everything that you anyone could want. So. That from from getting petrol um, to uh, so from the drivers from the competitors' point of view, where do you sign on? Yeah. Where's where's race control? Where's the assembly area? Where where's Port Fermi? And how do you get to Port Port Fermi? Um, is where a competitor once they've been out on circuit, they've been so you've been in a competitive timed event, so either qualifying or racing. Uh, you return you return from the circuit you put into a secure area where scrutineers can look at you if they want to yeah and that area is called park fermi so how do you get to park fermi from the circuit um the pallet guard will also include where the uh um where all all i i try and i, I look around and find all the water taps that i can find yeah. so i note all the taps uh where the toilets where uh where where the where the place to eat, uh, where uh, are um, 
uh, well, any, anything you scrutiny here in Bay, yeah. uh, anything you can think of that you want. Um, if I haven't thought of it, let me know. I'll, and I'll also, the other thing is like cafes, because most yes, exactly, cafes. exactly. And I'll, I'll also try and. Uh, I'm not sure if I have thought of that actually. It's just popped into my to give opening times of uh, of cafes. Yeah. That, just for example, there were some circuits. Silverstone was very bad at this, but I think they've got a new cafe now. But they used to um, stop serving food at five o'clock. Yeah. Uh, which isn't very good if you're out in circuits until uh, until five until five o'clock. Yeah. Because if you want to eat after, so. Um, but other circuits, smaller circuits, Carroll Park, um, uh, um, uh, Angle, not Anglesey, uh, Carroll Park and uh, Castle Coombe. Yeah. Um, uh, they're open all night long. All right. <laughs> so th they, they're, they're great places. Um, so other things, when you go to, Croft was a particular problem. Um, when you plug in your, your sat-nav, yeah. there's, there's your... Um, um, th there's your coordinates. That's where you want to go to. So I put in uh, Croft. Got to Croft. You have arrived at your destination. I mean, I'm somewhere in the middle of the country. Yeah. Where am I? <laughs> so, so I've got a so I provide directions to each circuit, but the directions of the first few, final few miles. Yeah. Uh, five, ten miles, uh, maybe a bit with a with a, a map going a little bit more, uh, and that just allows you to. Feel comfortable. <coughs> excuse me. Feel comfortable when you approaching the, as you approach the circuit, and and it gets you right to the circuit. It also gets you into the circuit and all the way to the paddock. Yeah. And I also use what three words um, to give. Um, if, so if you if you uh, um, if if you want to use what three words and and uh, and, I, and and in that I uh, I try and come up with humorous uh, words. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so, and I don't know if you know what, what three words is, but it's I think it's three meter. Yeah. It's square. Each, the Earth is split into three meter squares, and each one is uh, each square is defined is assigned three in, uh, unique words. Yeah. Three words, which which is a unique identifier for that uh, section. And so I I look for uh, I try and find motor racing related um, yeah. things. So. Um, so, so if there's a word like we're racing or yeah. um, 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 what was one the one at Brandsatch for, for a meeting place uh, and I if you wanted to have a meeting place so, or use this what three words section here in the paddock yeah. so at one point in the um, um, I can't remember it exactly but it's uh, oh yeah I can remember it exactly Slug Rival Hill yeah so and that's um um, um I think Slug, Slug Rival Hill. I, mean, I might be slightly wrong there, but it's along those lines. And that takes me back to uh, when Hill was taken out by uh, Schumacher. All right. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, and it just just happens to be Slug yeah. Rival Hill. So, because um, uh, the other thing is with your uh, with UK circuits on it, you can get T-shirts, uh, mugs, and various other things and everything else. Yeah, that's currently in development at the moment. For I've. How do I monetize it? I've, um, it would be nice to, um, to be able to, to get it to pay for yeah. some of my motor racing. So I've um, uh, the reason I can create mugs is because all the diagrams that uh, or, or that I've created 
or I've drawn everything. Yeah. So everything from scratch I've drawn. Um, the um, the only problem is uh, at the moment, which is why you this is the first time I've published done any sort of publicity. Yeah. Um, there is one circuit left. Um, my Croft circuit. I've still got some maps using Google. Yeah. Google Maps in there, and I only realised that uh, a month or so ago. So uh, that's my next thing. I've, uh, to a month ago, I had a Donington Park issue as well. So I fixed that. Uh, I now want to create the maps um, for Croft which it's a much simpler task because I'm using an existing uh, diagram yeah. that I've already drawn. Um, and once I've done that, I can then start pushing the site. Um, and and what it is is, so I've drawn the circuits and I've then print, uh, I've then used a, a print on demand yeah. company, which uh, means that for Thruxton and Brands Hatch, uh, I've now got on sale, um, uh, various um, a couple of different designs which will fit onto mugs t-shirts mouse mats yeah uh, and various um, and various other, th various other things it doesn't take it's only takes a few hours to do each one mm. so I, I could do a couple in in a in a day really but uh, I but I, it's a it's, it's a chicken and the egg sort of thing what comes to I'm, I'm always trying to get the website finished Peter tells us all, I get the feeling we could go on for a long while with this. Yes. But if you want to find out more, ukcircuits.net and find out about all the circuits and all the information you need. So, Peter tells us all, thank you very much for joining me on the Backseat Driver. Thank you very much. The Backseat Driver podcast is brought to you in association with Tim Nash and the Lombard Rally Festival, the UK's premier classic rally demonstrations. From the awesome Group B cars to cars from the golden era of rallying, go to the Lombard Rally Bath social media for dates and venues. <laughs>